0: Welcome to the Gone Roll Podcast. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor, to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're reviewing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's second and possibly last piece of DLC, the Indigo disc. Uh, that's that's all we're doing. That is what everyone probably wants to hear. They want to hear our thoughts our feedback our loves and our hates of the second piece of dlc uh, i think it'd be quite useful connor if we tell the audience um just how much time we've put into this piece of dlc uh and some of the things that we've managed to accomplish
1: uh i think i put about eight or nine hours into it so far and the vast majority of that was actually just doing the main story And then I've spent a few hours since then um, doing a bunch of BBQs in order to get enough points in order to upgrade my um, Terrarium. That's what it's called, isn't it? It's called a Terrarium. Yes, to upgrade my Terrarium in order to catch all the new Pokemon. So that's been the vast majority of it. I haven't done any Legendaries, unfortunately, not yet. I have uh, got over a bunch of the Special Coaches. Uh, I want to see how the interactions between those worked. Very interesting, <laughs> getting a bunch of people <laughs> yeah. together. It's been good yeah. fun. Uh, don't yet know how to unlock the next tiers of those. Going to look that okay. up over the next couple of days, but yes.
0: Okay. Sounds quite similar to me. Uh, I completed the story like yourself. I, uh, I farmed a load of um B.P before I even started going into the main story of this. Uh, and yet I will explain more later on about where I wasted my PP. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, I have done some of the, uh, coaches inviting them along. And again, like you say, seeing some of the interactions, fantastic. Um, I have unlocked a load of the legendaries. However, I've only caught the first one. um, I haven't done any of the Ditto block binding. I, I don't even know how to unlock that. I couldn't um, get those, no. No, I, do, I do, and I, I didn't want to look it up because I'd like to do as much as I can without looking things up because the problem is with a lot of things is if you look something up, a lot of the time it seems to pull through here's all the post-game stuff. Like, no, I don't want to know all the post-game stuff. Yeah. I, it's this one specific part. Uh, so I've avoided that. Um, so the think ditto what blocks, else I I'm pretty sure, done. is I've specifically I've done pretty much a... all of the elite battles, elite trainer battles, whatever you want to call them. Um, I have... What else have I done? I haven't uploaded the Terrarium, but I didn't need to um, because most... I've pretty much completed the Pokédex with the exception of one. I'm only missing... One of the Pokemon uh Raging oh, gosh, Bolt, but that is a version exclusive, so I'm having to do a trying to do a bit of trading. I'm offering up some shiny Pokemon to to try and get that to tempt people to uh to do that, to send me that Pokemon. Um yeah, that's about it. So I think we've we've invested plenty of times to this. We've seen a lot there is to offer of this game, this piece of DLC, and um yeah, we're not going to do any spoilers yet. We will talk about the story and character spoilers later on. Uh I think what would be quite useful, Connor is, shall we talk about maybe the new features? So Connor, with everything that we've spoken about, what were your thoughts on the new features that we had in this piece of DLC? I
1: thought they were there was more of them than I was expecting. Which was nice. I I felt like there was actually a fair bit to do within this DLC. I did find it odd quite how much of it were locked A, behind completing the main story of the DLC and B, behind grinding out BP. Yeah. Which as much as it extends the play of the DLC, it does feel artificial considering mm-hmm. that the BBQs Aren't the most interesting thing to do.
0: Yeah, the BBQs are strange because I went from really enjoying them, because when you initially start with the BBQs, like there's plenty to do, it feels like. If you are going to into this and you do the smart thing of you progress the story until you unlock the BBQs, and then okay. I'm going to go off and complete the pokédex now. It's really I feel like it does a really good job of okay, uh, you know, go to this biome to catch a pokemon in that biome, go and catch a dark type, go and catch an ice type, oh, catch a flying pokemon. It's very good I think initially of throwing enough at you where it doesn't feel like busy work because, mm-hmm. you know, the things like uh, knock out so many Pokemon um, with the auto battle. Collect so many items. Like it, it really rewards that early exploration of the Indigo Disk. Uh, sorry, the the, the ter- terrarium. But until it gets to a point where it's just like, oh,
1: go take a picture of a swimming Pokemon. Go take a yes. picture of a swimming Pokemon. Go take a picture yep. of a swimming Pokemon. It's like this is not. This
0: and is then, not interesting. Like- no, and the the ones that unlock later on are ones that are more time-consuming. So, like, wash um, uh, a Pokemon. Make a specific try... sandwich
1: with uh, yes. a sour yes. sandwich
0: or a sandwich with yes. three
1: ingredients. Or the worst one, right, so you were talking about the Ditto blocks and you haven't unlocked yep. those yet. I think those are group-specific quests, so you have to play as uh, either three oh. or four people to do them. Now, I couldn't tell you that for a fact, because the only time I played with a group of people when we were grinding out BP, because it really is the best way to do it. If you, if you want to get a bunch of BP, which you're going to need, because again, so much of the content is locked behind this, um, do it as a group. But our group task was to make a four star sandwich.
0: Oh, now, I didn't even know four-star sandwiches was a thing. Correct.
1: That was exactly what we said. And we Googled it, and there was nothing online. Everything is like, oh, yeah, all your stars go from one to three. I'm like, well, how the heck do I make a four-star sandwich? How you make a four-star sandwich is, as a group, you have to make a sandwich with one of every single herbamistica in it. Oh, For 500, for, for 500
0: BP. That isn't a lot of BP for burning through Herba which is quite rare. And we couldn't
1: uh, even, you know, pay to remove that and get a different quest. So that was our group oh, quest. So oh, we wow. couldn't get any other group quest unless we burned Herba Mystica. So, yeah. I have no okay. idea how to get the I- Ditto blocks because we got stuck with that.
0: Oh, you got stuck on that one. Uh, Like uh, my, my, my thoughts are the BBQ and BP system. I really enjoyed it, but I either think they need to be less stingy with the, with the BP that they hand out or they need an even greater amount of quests that are quite clever in terms of maybe initially when you get in there, you get BP for, um, you know, Oh, Beat one of the members of the Elite Four. Oh, track down one of the trainers and battle them, and then those ones become locked, and you can't get I, them anymore once you have completed them. And you could do yeah, it with more. But they would be could, they would be actual quests then, rather than yes, yes, they, rather they would, than just
1: yes. side missions and busy work, which is unfortunately what it boils down to. And we kind of knew that going in that that's what it was going to be but it was we a little did. bit of a shame to see so much of it you
0: know yes I, I, and for how much they give out so i before i took on i think the first member of the elite force so i think you unlock um the the bbq system after the after either the first or second uh conversation in the terrarium and then you get to go off and and do it and I before I even took on the first member of the elite four, I think it was definitely before like early game. I had close to three thousand BP, and I thought this is actually like a lot. Only to then find out three thousand. Basically, you can burn that on upgrading one element of the terrarium and one quarter, and it is it is gone. I was so disappointed to find out how much work I would have to put in. Now, I did look it up online because I was curious, like how much how much you needed, and for all the starters and to invite the special coaches, it's 16,600, which is absolutely ridiculous, and you can, there is a way that if you battle a lot of the trainers, it increases the amount of BP you can get, but that only okay. gives you, uh, I think, about 3,200. So even between even that and doing a load of quests, you are still going to have to grind and that is ultimately what this is. It it's a grind. And it isn't helped by the fact that if any of those like sometimes there are quests that come up and you think, I'll just skip that. But you have to pay yep. to skip them. Yeah. <laughs> which which and like the item what the, the one that annoyed me the most was the make make a TM which breaks the flow of the gameplay because whenever that TM popped up, you're not typically back at the center point you are out and about exploring, trying to catch Pokemon, complete the Pokédex, and it just ruins the flow of the gameplay. I wish it was a bit more intuitive. Of, you know, um, there was a few times where another example of that, I guess, is there were a few times where you're in one biome and it goes, "Oh, catch Pokemon in this other biome." I'm like, "Well, yeah. no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in like the the savanna biome. Give me tasks specific for the the biome I'm currently in." Now, and- again,
1: I, I assume their goal, because if you play as a group, all mm. of you get your own individual quests, but everybody yes. can complete each other's. Yep. And then you all get points for every single quest completed. So I assume the way they expect you to do it is play with three other people and one of you be in each biome.
0: Which is great. It's, it's back, this is back to the issue with Pokemon Go. It's absolutely fantastic if you've got a group of friends that you can uh, all collaborate with, you can find time to play with one another, and you're willing to pay for Nintendo Switch Online. Which is, is great if you've got that, but for individual people who might not have that, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth that you will have to spend so much time grinding. Now, there are ways around that, So, for example, you know, I didn't, I haven't unlocked the um, the terrarium upgrades to get the starters because I just bought them in from Pokemon Home. Mm. I had to pay for Pokemon Home to do it, and it's just, it just feels like another like monetary gate that you that a player has to pass through. Of you can either pay for Pokemon Home, and if you've already got them, you can bring them in, or you can trade them, which again takes time, or you can bring in a, a load of. People. I, I think I think the quest system I think it I wanna say it works. It does work, but I think that maybe they didn't fully think it through before implementing it. And there are certain improvements that if this comes back in the future, which I hope it does by the way, I would like to see some improvements to it.
1: Yeah, I think you're I think you're right along the thing of During the main story, you should have got more BP for for progressing the story. Each Elite Four member should have given you 2,500 BP, which is not like, you know, you then complete the main story. You've got 10,000 BP. That's not enough to unlock every single one of the terrariums or get all the coaches or, you know, get everything you'll possibly want. But it's a very, very good start.
0: yes, agreed. plus, I, I plus can... you've
1: then done bits along the way, you've got more. Great. Yeah. fantastic.
0: Bot on. Um, let's, let's yeah, let's, on let's, to let's something. talk about I more think... more positive <laughs> um, Well if we're going to talk about positive then I want to go into um, let's go and I, I can't believe this is a positive the camera upgrades. Okay,
1: I don't use the camera at all, so... Crap. So,
0: there is... So, within that camera upgrade, there's a, there's a lock-on upgrade as well. So when you lock onto a Pokemon, it brings up additional information about them, so it brings up the gender, uh, its size, and you can also get it to bring up um, if it has a mark on it as well. Okay. So that, function, that functionality is... It's dirt cheap as well. I think it was like 200 BP. Um, but that is... Absolutely fantastic, but again, one of the issues is it doesn't show if it's a shiny, which I feel like it should, because I don't know if it, I've been hunting al, um, not alchemy, uh, milky, um, and yeah, they and are so it's slightly similar. yellow, isn't it? Yeah, so it's so similar until you get up close, or you know, you've got your switch right in front of your face, you can't tell. I would love a lock-on function where it goes, oh, it's a shiny. And I'd imagine that'd be quite simple to do because the game already knows if a Pokemon is shiny because it shows it in the back end when you look at the uh, stats of the Pokemon. So surely- Yeah, if it's... you're
1: already shown the mark of it, you should definitely yeah. be able to see the shiny.
0: Yeah. Again, another another one of those features where, you know, they, they've they've implemented something that I think is an improvement, but they haven't gone far enough or they haven't maybe uh- thought it all the way through.
1: On a similar note then, talking about improvements that maybe fall apart when you talk about shinies. Uh the um I was gonna call it the Let's Go feature. It's not the Let's Go feature, the synchronization Synchronization. feature. Okay. Really, really fun.
0: Okay, right. Go on then. (laughs) Break it down. I think it's really
1: fun. I I found it really interesting. Um running around as lots of different Pokemon. You know, I've seen the tweets out there of uh, pro skater Scarlet and Violet where you go <laughs> around as Goldengo. Yes, Great, I've seen love that. it. I've seen uh, bits of, uh, like, Blastoise. When Blastoise gets into the water and starts swimming, it re- oh, retracts wow. its legs in and just be- turns into jets. So Whoa. there's lots... Yeah, really, really okay. cool. So... It's really fascinating seeing how all the different Pokemon interact in all the different scenarios, like in the air, in the water. Because, of course, if you're a flying Pokemon, you just continue mm. flying. You go off a cliff, and I think you descend ever so slowly, but you continue flying.
0: Okay. Good fun.
1: I really, really enjoy it. However, I am not a shiny <laughs> hunter. But if I was, I would never, ever you- use this feature.
0: I saw a video earlier of um someone with- synchronized as a polygraph found a... A, a, um, a shiny uh, Litleo, I think it was, and knocked it out, which yeah. I am absolutely amazed that is allowed.
1: So, not only the thing is, you have to knock it out because yes. that's the only thing you can do. You can't catch it because you are a mm. Pokemon. And if you retreat back to the trainer, the Pokemon despawns. So the shiny yes. just disappears. It's gone. So it's, gone. it's a case of go out and kill the shiny or let the shiny despawn. Those are your two options. Mm. Bit of a shame. It, it it would be cool if you could, like, teleport your person to the Pokemon. I don't know how they'd work around that.
0: No. it's I... a re-
1: It's a really fun mechanic. I can understand why people really dislike it for that fact, though.
0: I can... So, for me... Yes, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think there are, you know, there's some people that enjoy this, some people that are annoyed by it because of the, um, again, where they've maybe not thought about, oh, how does this work with other features in the game, such as Shinies? I'm a bit mare on it, to be quite honest with you. It's, okay, I did it for the tutorial. I went around a little bit and thought, I, I personally just... I'd rather just have my character running around and use the auto battle feature. Again, this is something that I think they've I think they've implemented this at the wrong stage of the game. I think this should have been implemented in the base game and should have been implemented for the team star bases. Um, yeah, where you okay, you send out your three Pokemon. There's a bit of coordination. Coordination. And I've always maintained that the Let's Go function is it's again. And I, I I feel like this is going to be the theme of this this episode. Is it's a step in the right direction, but it's not it's not far enough. And the synchronization. So, I, go on.
1: Uh, just a just a random thought. You're talking about Team Star. There's a part in Let's Go, isn't there, where you play as Pikachu or Eevee There is during you, Team Rocket, and you and you get, clamber through the um. Yep. Not the rafters, but through the air ducts and
0: y- stuff like yes, that.
1: Yes. Yes. So. As you say, it would be really cool if you walked up to a Team Star base. It's like, we're not letting you in. It's like, okay, I will yeet my Pokeball over the top and run around as my Pokemon.
0: Yes, I was thinking that exact same thing the other day. (laughs) What I love about this
1: feature is that it it works as a proof of concept and a proof of concept of something I've been saying for months now. This is how they replace HMs. We've seen that you've got all these Pokemon that can fly. We've now got... You know, full flying mechanics within the game. We've seen that certain Pokemon can swim and they've got swimming animations. All these animations are there. They're all there. You've built them now. Have these as my HMs. If if I walk up and there's, you know, something up this cliff that I can't get to, okay, I send a Pokemon up there and I have to have a Pokemon that can rock climb. I have to have a Pokemon that can fly. I have to have a Pokemon that can surf, whatever the case may be. And that's how I get things. And this synchronization method is how you use HMs in the future. That's that's yep. what I want. And yep. up till this point, it has been a little bit of a pipe dream. I think they ha- literally now have everything in place to make that happen.
0: Yeah, because the, this synchronization function is a way... Because I think what one of the things that they've kind of maybe... Force themselves into a bit of a corner with is. Legends Arcus came out and they had the you know the the ride on Pokemon. Then they Scarlet and Violet basically okay it's one Pokemon that can do everything. You have to unlock it. What I don't while I like the on and Caridon function, I actually don't want to see that in every single game moving forward because I I think then it kind of limits what you can do with those ride Pokemon and the story because it's like okay we've got to find a way to bring in. A powerful Pokemon, but limited. What I'd much rather you do, like you said, is it's a normal game. You have your six Pokemon, but maybe you have like six, seven, eight synchronization slots. And these are the Pokemon that you don't send out in battle, but they are on your team as, like you say, HM slaves. So it rewards yeah. you for going out and getting a fly, it rewards you for going out and getting something that can rock climb. And then what that also cuts down on is okay. I need a HM. Like most HMS are useless or they're not good late game. It prevents you from having to teach them to your main party because you've almost got your battle party. And then you've got what you had in this game of Maridon being your your ride Pokemon. You have multiple synchronization Pokemon that allow that fulfills that function. And I think that could I think that could really work. And it also allows you to, you know. Try out Pokemon that maybe you wouldn't normally. I.e., you get to an area. I need to. I need to use Rock Smash. Right, let's go track, track down a Pokemon that I normally wouldn't use that has Rock Smash or, or can learn it. I feel like synchronization. Yeah. It was like say now that you've said proof of concepts. That's what it actually feels like to me for for this game because it just feels a really weird place to implement this. Well, they do pitch it as a prototype. Like the synchronization machine
1: is a prototype, which Mm -hmm. I think realistically is a wink and a nod to us. And if it's not, because it's Game Freak, we never actually know. It may well just be a case of, oh no, we had the Let's Go feature and we figured out we could have this edition for very little coding, uh, but we're not going to include it in any future games. I I could very much see that being the case, but I think you're right. If you have a... You know, the same way you've got your battle box. If you have a synchronization box, where it's a case yeah. of, it's a team of six Pokemon that you don't have to carry around with you, but you can open up a menu, open up your synchro menu, and go right. I want to be a Pidgey. I want to be a Charizard. I want to be a Blastoise, and then you just, you know, become that Pokemon. Awesome! Yeah. That's so yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 so ripe. Yeah, For the I, I future of agree. HMs. Yeah, and again, you're right. We, we don't need Maridon and Karidon again. Because if we have another Pokemon like that, you know, we just have another Pokemon that has all these ride functions. It takes
0: away from the specialty that is Maridon and Karidon. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, I think they work as a one-off but I wouldn't want to see them again. Um, speaking of the flying mechanic, which you you get to experience... Uh, in one of the Elite Four Trials, uh, which, out of the four Elite Four Trials, it's the most boring, I think. I would have liked to have seen... Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a bit more excitement with it. Um, However, as a upgrade, it's really strange thinking back why they said in the trailer, oh, maybe one day you'll be able to unlock this. It's like, just say you can can unlock it at, at some point. I mean, it is... Um it's post game, isn't it? The the actual ability yeah. to unlock it. But again, it's available in all three areas. You can go to Kitakami, you can go back to Paldea, and you can use the flying mechanic. I I don't think it gets as much utility as maybe a lot of the other um ride mechanics. However, it is quite nice now that we don't have to worry about the, you know, when you glide and then you start to decline or having to use rock climb. Sometimes it might be quicker just to fly or it's, it's better controlled. I think it's a nice piece of functionality. But again, uh, if I'm flying around, chances are I want to get somewhere fast. So give me an ability to boost the flying speed. Yeah, <laughs> I did notice With- that
1: is very slow.
0: Because did you do the thing where when, when you can fly, you can actually go up to the top of the terrarium?
1: Yes, and you go up and you get the um, gold bottle cap at the top of the sphere.
0: That took forever to get up there. It makes you realize just how big the terrarium is because I'm like, okay, I I think I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Now I'm nowhere near. (laughs) It takes so long to fly, but it is a really nice um, upgrade. Um, See, the terrarium... Go on. just, Just on the note of flying, terrarium was
1: clearly built with the flying in mind. Whereas you say it doesn't get a lot of play in the other areas. Yeah, Ketakami and Paleo were quite clearly not designed with that. I think in the Under Depths, there is yes. there's a, another pathway that is apparently hidden away by a unlock method, which we will come on to later, um, okay. that you need the flying mechanic in order to do. Which I All haven't right. found yet, but apparently it is there.
2: Okay, so okay, yes, the, the, the new that.
1: areas, the new areas created for this part of the DLC have been done with the flying in mind. Yeah, which is
0: nice. I, I do enjoy that, that mechanic. I, I like. Although yeah, I the verticality if the map. Go on. I wonder if the legendaries
1: are placed with the flying in mind, because I know Rayquaza uh. is found at the top of um, Area Zero like around mm-hmm. the mountainside which you can okay. climb up to but if you could fly around there that'd be much easier
0: yeah I so I've caught my two additional paradox Pokemon one of them you definitely don't need fly but actually you know what in area zero flying does make does help to make it's a bit more sorry I didn't I didn't mean the paradox Pokemon I mean the legendary uh, okay
1: Pokemon that snacks.
2: okay were the okay
0: so, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know, because I haven't gone hunting, but the fact that there are a lot of flying legendary Pokemon, I know they don't roam, but if they are high up or flying mm. in the air, then, yeah, maybe you do need the flying ability to get them. But or just to make again, that easier. Yeah, just to make it easier. Again, really annoying. Like, the flying mechanic almost feels like, a, oh, there's a lot of legendary Pokemon loose around the world now, but the flying ones... You know, you need, to, you need to be able to fly after them. Like, they are roaming around. It still bums me out that these legendary Pokemon don't roam. Even and, in it, a small area. Yes, agreed. Um, moving on to the, the legendary. So, um, I've unlocked a load of them, but I've only gone after one of them, which is the first one. I, I wouldn't consider it a spoiler to say who the first one is and where I find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, the first one's Lugia. That's the and it's just uh, in the northeast of Paldea, and it's literally just in the water chilling. It is the strangest thing to see Lugia in the water and not flying, like it's not even hovering above the water. It it's like it's just soaking in the water, just having a relaxing day, and a and trainer just sneaks up on it to the point where when you fight it, it it it, it doesn't land, like lift out the water or or have a swimming animation of moving its wings it's literally just like and you can't see me on camera I'm sorry but <laughs> it, it's literally just got its arms up and it's just like in the water chilling and it's the str- it's the strangest thing to see a Lugia in the water which blows my mind considering it is like what was it the master of the sea or whatever it is mm-hmm. and yeah I don't think we've ever seen it swim <laughs> Outside of the anime. Um, outside, of the so anime. Is outside of the anime. Outside um, of the anime. So it is really weird. Now, the legendary hunts, I mean, all they are is literally, okay, you've done enough uh, BBQs, which means you unlock a set number of legendaries. They are out in the wild, and the character, I think it's Snacksworth, gives you a clue as to where to find them. You, you go to that location, you see them in the overworld, you click A, or you run into them. And the I think level seventy, and you battle them. That that's all the legendary hunts are. Um, again, I think it's nice. I think it's some nice post game content. But I just I just would have loved to have seen them roam. How hard are the clues? Um. See, I only did <sighs> hard enough that I think that most people will have to look it up. Unless right, they are okay. willing to do a lot of time sinking, like the the Lugia one, I kind of figured out. Okay, so it's off the coast somewhere. But the Paldean coast is massive, so I went around a little bit and thought, nah, I'm I'm not spending all day doing this, especially with you know the issue of the spawning mechanics of the base game of 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 Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. So I looked it up in the end. Um, other people that might enjoy figuring out the clues and tracking them down, like all the more power to you if you can do it. I probably won't even be hunting most of these because I have them in a. I have all of these in abundance because I have multiple, you know, of the Canto birds and whatnot that and duplicates. I, I don't need to hunt them down. I probably won't. No. And there's no there's no benefit to catching these as far as I'm aware. Outside of it's just a, another Pokemon for your box, and they don't even fill in any area of the pokedex either okay see that's annoying uh, more annoying yeah.
1: for people as well they're completely shiny locked mm-hmm. so if do you, you think... were hoping to shiny hunt them that's a shame do you think that is an oversight
0: or do you think it's deliberate
1: I, I think that's please go spend $90 on sword and shield and it's DLC yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it's, it's it, what I think
1: go, go, go do the um, Dynamax adventures if you want to shiny hunt the legendaries which which is not cool um there's there's no. zero
0: reason these should have been shiny locked agreed Agreed. especially considering so many of them have been available as shinies in in d- dozens of games by this point it it blows my mind that this is a a reason i i can't see it being an oversight because it just feels like a massive oversight if if they are meant to be. Shiny hunted, but like say, actually, I hadn't thought about the fact that people can shiny hunt these in Gen Eight, which requires you to spend more money on the DLC, and then oh no, you don't need to spend money on online pass because you can do it with um with bots or whatever. The I mean, you can is. technically. You can. I don't think it'd be easy though. Um,
1: no, no, like. Uh... If you've tried the Zygarde quest, like <laughs> that thing's really <laughs> difficult with three other people who know what they're doing. I can imagine like some of those legendaries are really hard to do. I wouldn't want to do it with bots. Speaking no. of um, needing the online pass, a bunch of these are locked behind group quests.
0: Yes, yeah, so I've heard. Which is
1: Rayquaza, Kurim, and one of the other third legendaries are locked behind group quests. Which
0: oh. That feels dirty. It does. Yeah, it does. it's like people have already spent enough money on this. And, it, it, and I, it, it feels
1: worse, again, coming off the back of Legends Arceus. And I know I keep bringing this yeah. game up, but I think it really did make a statement for what Pokemon could be. And yeah. the fact that game went, oh, not only can you get every Pokemon in this game on your own without trading, even the trade evolutions you can get on your own without trading. But yeah. we're also going to give you an update for free. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if... what happened to Legends Arceus that made it so different. Yeah. But I really wish they'd taken more from it.
0: I, agreed. Agreed. Uh, one over the, the new features, the item printer, If you had a chance to use that? Yeah. Oh, Hang on. Legendaries. Uh, there oh. is a
1: secret legendary as well. Uh, a technical uh, technically a mythical is available in this game that you can get on your own have you seen this yet is this the little pink dude no this is meloetta
0: oh yeah so i i've had that um spoiled for me i sorry i'm not that excited i, mean, you I were, think i've already got two of them so i'm like what i have mean you were for? you were never
1: finding this by accident
0: oh really is it really complicated so
1: Meloetta, I think you've got to spin around in a circle for like thirty seconds, then pull out the camera and put a sepia tone filter on it. <laughs> what? And then it like, appears behind
0: you. With the okay, right? I, I okay. I like that for the uniqueness of it, but I things like this I, when game developers do it, I don't understand it because it's like you've done something that is that complicated that people will have to look up guides to do it? So um, I think it's it, it's supposed
1: to represent Meloetta. So it is okay. obviously the dancing Pokemon. It dances, yep. it spins, it twirls. Uh, so you twirl around like it, and then you put the sepia tone on it to, I suppose, symbolize it changing its form okay. because it goes from its green hat to its red hat. Okay, That's that's as close as I can get with it. But yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. No, Nobody was finding that on their own. Obviously, no. someone did. Uh, someone. someone sat there for ages and tried to work it out. Found that. Yeah, very odd, but it's a cool addition. I like the fact Agreed. that when you do it, the uh, Meloetta's music kicks in. Oh, really? Nice. Okay,
0: I, I need to do that then just to experience it. Even though I don't need it, I'm going to do it and experience it. Um. So yeah, the item printer, you had a chance to use that. I haven't. I've been okay. looking at a lot of stuff about it, though. Okay. I invested probably about 2,000 BP into this thing, like just on items, uh, because I found out that you can get uh, a Master Ball from it, as well as a load of other items. It is fantastic for end game items, uh, vitamins, things like leftovers. Um, I'm pretty sure I got an ability patch, but I, I can't remember. Um, Sounds about right. It, it's it's really useful, um, uh, but it feels a bit disgusting that it's a what was it gacha mechanic? In, <laughs> it's a, a slot a, machine. It is a slot machine, and to the point where that was part of the reason I, I blew so much. I was like, oh yeah, another go, another go. And they're like, oh, I get to see all the shiny stuff and the Pokeball all shines and stuff. Um it's it's a useful mechanic, but again, it's like the randomness of it means that you could end up blowing a lot of your P- BP, and it's, Although I did get a, what did I get? I got a fastball, which I don't think is available outside of this. Um, yeah, sounds about right. So yeah, so it, it's a nice little mechanic. I enjoy it for what it is. Um, that's all I wish got there was for... more recipes, though. Oh, I didn't do any of the recipes. I was doing the a Sorry, that's what I mean.
1: You, uh, oh, okay? I, because it's very random, it feels like yes. there should be recipes to it. I like, yeah, don't get me it wrong feels... sure you should only have a chance to get a master ball because otherwise yeah I mean not be funny you want master balls you just do wonder trades
0: I've got 3 master balls in this game just I've got 3 master balls in this game yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're just quite easy to to come by. I feel like yeah, you are right. There does need to be a okay. There's a certain number of items that are completely random, and there is no recipe for them. But if you want to make vitamins, for example, here's a method that you can do to create vitamins rather than having to go and buy them, and you can almost like select it from a list of oh, once you've once you've created a item whether or not it's by accident or you've looked up a guide online as what items you need you can then just select it from the menu and it will automatically go oh, i'll pull in the ingredients how many do you want to make yeah the same as tms yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. perfect example i don't know why i just <laughs> didn't say that to be quite honest but yeah um the only other thing i've, I've got in terms of new features is i i going back to the bbqs there was one quest that for the longest time I couldn't do, which was sneak up on a Pokemon. Which I didn't know happens. you had to throw your Pokeball at them. Po- no, you just throw the, it's basically a backstrike from <laughs> Legends Arceus. Yeah. Like if it, if it had said perform a backstrike or I know that, but sneak up on. I, so I was like, literally
1: trying Walking to sneak up. To up
0: and, yeah. And I was like, why isn't this triggering? It, it's, it's so bizarre. Um, but yeah, I, I think the new features. There's a lot to be excited about with the new features. I just think that they could, they could, they can improve most of the yeah. features in this.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's as is always the case. It seems a, a, a step in the right direction, mm-hmm. but not a very big one.
0: Yes, agreed. Should we talk about the new Pokemon introduced in the DLC?
1: Yes, let's start with okay. the Paradox ones that you alluded to.
0: Wow. Before we do that, there is one thing that I do want to point out, and I'm only doing that because then I need to scroll down on my list, so I need to get this out of the way with Walking Wake and Iron Leaves, despite being in the Pokedex, are not available in this DLC. So if you missed uh,
1: them... No, they are coming back.
0: They're oh, coming oh, back in, Fantastic. Raids oh, very, oh, in raids very, very, very shortly. Okay. Okay, still annoys me that they're not available in this, especially considering the other two Pokemon in the respective trios are available as wild Pokemon in this, whereas those two are locked to raids. Bit.
1: I mean, you say, you
0: say wild Pokemon. They're statics, aren't they? Statics, yes, sorry. Um, does make me wonder why Walking... It, it, do you feel like Walking, Wake, and Iron Leaves were originally meant for this and then were fast-tracked because of some of the issues of Scarlet and Violet, or do you think it was...
1: I d- honestly don't know. Is it, I think they were always kind of meant to do it this way. I don't know if I agree with this being the best way to do it. The mm. fact that Walking Wake and Iron Leaves were released with no Pokédex entry, no fanfare, yeah. nothing. Nothing. Um, and, you know, we've got Dex entries for them now, but they're paradox plus yes. one, so their Dex entries basically say, "Oh, a magazine wrote about a thing that this could be based on."
0: <laughs> yeah, ooh,
1: yeah, um, ooh. So I don't, scary, I don't know what I was expecting, but there you go. good let's uh, let's talk yeah. about anyone that go you on. want to start with. Uh, let's go with. So we know about oh, the names are going to lose me now. We know okay. about the Ryko one. We know about the Cobalion one.
0: Okay, so uh, gorging fire, I think is the sorry. Ra- did save. you say Raikou? You said you said Raikou, didn't you? So that's I Raging did. Bolt, and the other mm. one is Iron Crown. So we knew, yep. like you say, we knew about them. Uh, Raging Bolt, I is the, is the one Pokemon that is eluding me in my complete Pokedex. Can't get it yet. Iron Crown, uh, again, Iron, Iron Crown is with a lot of the futuristic Pokemon just. I feel a very boring and safe compared to the prehistoric. I Pokemon. think it's one
1: of my favorite of the future. Really? Yeah. It might okay. be the color. It might be the color. Because okay. I'm a i I'm yeah. a big fan of Teal, but yeah. I also really like the horns on it. I really its like horns the horns are nice. The cybernetic horns, I think they're really okay. cool.
0: Have you seen yeah, the it, shiny it, version it. of it? I haven't, no. Oh, okay. It's not I'd just, just silver. Shine. It, it, it is silver it's like metagross you know metagross is like silver and gold well this is silver oh and okay it looks it looks really nice um but it's funny actually because you say that that one is probably one of your most favorite futuristic ones i think one of my most favorite futuristic paradox pokemon is the terrakion version i can't remember what it's called it might Iron boulder. boulder is that it I love the design of this. I just think it works so well with this Pokemon. How it's it's a bit like the futuristic um um version of Donphan. I can't remember what it's what it's called now. Tre- treads, iron treads. I just love that kind of feels like it's very top heavy. Mm. And yeah, it's it like it's bigger has-
1: than Terrakion, I think.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it has to have a lot of power to support it because of how bulky and heavy it is. I love it. Absolutely love the. You know what, actually? All all the Paradox Pokemon I think are really well designed in this piece of DLC.
1: Yeah, I can Uh, see that. Yeah. I mean, you're going to upset a lot of people (laughs) because there's not a lot of love for Gouging Fire.
0: Oh, what? Why not? I love Gouging Fire!
1: I love that design! it's just Entei with a headdress
0: i get that i get that <laughs> like considering how yeah. much
1: changed
0: for Suicune and raging bolt i don't yeah.
1: think they went far enough with
0: Entei. yes i i can understand that yeah i i can get behind that i like it for what it is but yes they could have gone could now have i've gone not seen it yeah. in game
1: so it okay. might it might seem different in game than it does in pictures but in pictures yeah. it really doesn't work for me.
0: okay 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 let's talk about the evolutions of previously existing pokemon people were right um Diplene got an evolution in this and it became um hydrapple hydrapple um so w- was your first experience of this in a particular battle uh,
1: yes of course Yes, it was. yes because you can you get Hydrapple by evolving Diplin once it knows Dragon Cheer. Yeah. Which you don't get until the hardest Elite Four member fight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I yeah. So I like this design. I because Diplin was one of those where I was like, okay, that's a bit Out of all the three Appline evolutions, Diplin was the one that was the least favorite. Um, this might be my most favorite now just because it just makes me think of that. Have you seen that um, King Ghidorah meme where it's got the three heads and one's serious, one's looking yes. sideways, and <laughs> one is so derpy? Like, that's what this reminds me of. And to the point where there is um, the Pokédex entry says something about, like, when all the heads are in unison, it's really powerful. And there are certain moves that it learns that are very much. Oh, it's, it's a powerful move, but if all the heads work together, then it gets a damage boost. And I yeah, love so those kind I, of... I, I,
1: I don't think it's Syrup Bomb, but it's got a very specific move that it uses. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It, it can either... The animation goes off and either one of the heads fires it, or yeah. there's a chance that all of the heads come out and fire it. And as you say, there's a damage boost to it, which is such a cool addition Yes. And I think it's a really fun design. I love the fact that it looks very draconic, unlike yes. any of
0: Applin's other evolutions. Yeah, it's always felt weird why it's Dragon Apple. Because um, it's a worm. Is, it's, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But this Whereas is the These are serpents. Feels, serpents. Yes. Serpents. Serpents I like that I like that a lot. That's that's um, how it's described in the Pokédex It's spelled as Oh, Serpents. Oh, oh, maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a scarlet I could, I'd have to go back and 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 double check. Um Arch 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 I don't know how to pronounce this thing. So you've either got Archludon or Archaladon. Okay. Okay. Whichever one you, you were... prefer. Okay. You were ver- you weren't very impressed with this when it was first revealed. Is, it, is your mind changed?
1: Mm, uh, ish. 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 Again, it's one of those that looks better in-game Yeah. Um. than in pictures. It's very powerful. It's effectively a pseudo-legendary.
0: Okay, I've not looked up its base stats. But yeah, it, it has makes- the stats of a pseudo-legendary. So <laughs> it is now our
1: first two-stage pseudo-legendary Pokemon.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, wow. I'm I I I, I I'm looking forward to potentially the change of meta with this Pokemon because Duraludon is all of a sudden viable because of the... um I can't remember the item that boosts your defense and special defense if it, if it can evolve a state. Eviolite. I'm looking forward to just seeing people potentially rocking out with that but then also this evolution you know steel steel dragon type is absolutely busted and you know with the terrestrialization um and the new form of terrestrialization i expect to see this this and its previous form evolution a lot more in upcoming um competitions yeah i i
1: think it depends how it does with its speed and things like that. I could mm-hmm. see it doing pretty well. I know it could probably counter um uh what's the fairy one? The name is escaping me. Fluttermane. Pinker-tonk. Oh,
0: Fluttermane. No, Fluttermane, yeah. Flutter, Flutter-
1: Fluttermane was running riot within yes. competitive, so this could be a nice answer to that. Yeah, If it's fast enough. I mean, Stamina is a great ability. Its hidden ability is Stalwart, which allows it to ignore the effects of opposing Pokemon's abilities and moves that draw in moves. So it avoids things like Rage Powder. That's Um, amazing. That's pretty cool. Could be fun. I think Stamina is just a cool ability in and of itself. It just becomes a physical wall. Um, Faced it the first time in the Elite Four. We already knew that Uh, Drayton had one. Really, really strong Pokemon. Really Mm -hmm. strong Pokemon. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: A real pain to get one of your own, though. Yeah, you have to find the. I can't remember what it's what it's called. Uh, Okay, so you say it was a pain to to get one. I um I was close to complete the Pokedex and looked it up online, and it said, "Oh, you can either pay, I think, three hundred BP for it, or it's located, and it's it was somewhere in one of the caves or something." But I oh, didn't okay. Yeah, I didn't purposely go looking for it, but accidentally stumbled upon it while I was trying to track down the trainers. Um, so for me, I got it like relatively easy, but I can understand people's frustration. Right. Got- okay. I have- so
1: when when I was first looking this up, I yeah. I looked it up and it said
0: you it was a reward for completing the Pokedex oh yeah that's the other way you can do which yeah because that confused me as well because i was like well so i need this pokemon to complete the pokedex but i can't get this pokemon without completing the pokedex because i need so i I thought this
1: i thought this was the last pokemon you got in the pokedex no so it's a reward for registering 190 pokemon in the blueberry pokedex or there's one in chargestone cave so it's the metal alloy yeah or yeah. you can just buy it in the Academy store for 300 BP. Right. That's it. That's that's so yeah. much there easier. Other, I thought I, thought I was
0: never, ever going to get this Pokemon. <laughs> and like, I, I know that you say 190 Pokemon, which some people might be thinking, well, that's not a lot because there's like 242 Pokemon. But most of those like remaining 60 to 70 are the starter Pokemon that you... Which you have to pay, pay- 12,000 BP to get. Yeah. So, like, if if you are if you didn't look this up and were like, oh, so I, I need to do the Pokédex for this, like, say it's a massive time sink to get all those BP to then unlock those n- new Pokemon in the biomes to then catch them all to evolve them all, which is why I didn't do it in the end. Which is why I got Pokemon home and transferred over all the starters. It's easier. Yeah. Um, and there might be people at home going, oh, why are you complaining about having
1: to play the game? And it's 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 not a case of if a time sink is not a bad thing for a game. Like you're talking to somebody who played no. Baldur's Gate for like 70 hours and 80, 90 hours kind of thing. I have no issue playing a game for a long time. My issue is artificial increasing the time. Yes. It feels much like um, the kind of methods they put into free to play games where it's like, yes. oh, we're just yes. going to we're gonna arbitrarily make this cost more and more and more of this thing that you can only get f- a finite amount of, and you have to do really tiny little tasks over and over and over again to get the thing that you actually want. It's got that feel to it. Agreed. Which is not really what I'm after. And again, they called it quests. They should have never called it quests.
0: No, they, I, I, I agree. They, it, it, tasks almost feels like a better... Because that's what they are. They're just busy work, aren't they? Like they're mm. not quests. Like quests would have been like you said. Oh, you know, defeat defeat a member of the elite four. or oh, figure out what's happening to crystallize you know, All those kind of like story beats. Um. So the remaining Pokemon are kind of feel like they're linked with the story. So do we want to jump into spoilers now? Because I I don't see. Yeah. Or do you want to they're, just? They're...
1: No, you're right, because the stellar type and stuff is all really story-based, it's, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it it really is. I, I think if you are leaving, um, if you're going to jump off the podcast at uh, this episode of the podcast at this point because you're still playing, you don't want spoilers, I think my overarching view of this DLC is, I think very much what we've said before is, it's in many ways a step in the right direction, it just doesn't go far enough and I think that is most evident in probably the second part of the story of this DLC. I don't know if you agree with me there. Not sure. We'll come into that fully. Okay. Um,
1: I really enjoyed this, actually.
0: yep. I had okay. a lot
1: more fun with this than I did with the Teal Mask. The Agreed. Terrarium is far more interesting than Kitakami, which it should never have been. Um, I agree, yeah. <laughs> As much as we complain about the BBQs just being busy work, it actually gave me a reason to run around and catch Pokemon. Yes, it did! Yeah. Like, and as somebody who kind of goes out, catches the new Pokemon in any game, and that's kind of it, it was nice to have any reason to catch a Pokemon. Um, I think the story is
0: brief, interesting, interesting,
2: Mm -hmm. unfinished.
0: (laughs) Yes. Still. Oh my God. Okay. If, 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 okay. I almost wanted to talk to you. And and in the end, I thought I can't, it just wouldn't work. Like splitting this review into two and the first half or the first episode of the review was the actual blueberry Academy side, which I think is very polished, very strong. Mm. Does need a bit of work on a few elements, but as a story overall works absolutely brilliantly the indigo disc side of things, the return of area zero was massively underfinished, underpolished, and, um, yeah, un- unfinished, I think, it, it, like, underwhelming, like, it answers questions, but in a kind of, okay, I'm going to give you the bullet points now, we're going to fly through this, done. Like, yeah. wait, what, no, hold on, no, 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 wait, 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 You you said we were going back, like, let's, Explain more, find out more, um, and do it in a way that isn't just a rush through. And I, I think we need to jump into spoilers now. How? Okay, and I'm gonna, I'm almost gonna start at the end, and then we can work our way back to the start. How is it that all the the build up to this DLC, but also the hidden treasure area zero, have been about Terrapagos and yet Ogapon got so much more story, so much more time invested into it than Terrapagos.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Considering like,
0: that Terrapagos
1: is supposed to be the source of terrestrialization, the source of the time machine, and we're introduced to it, have one fight with it, catch it. It's five minutes that, from that, the that... end. It, it's... and. and you well, i am sure five minutes for you. Maybe that fight sucked.
0: It was it was too much of a stall, and it
1: really was. You know what? It was it was one of the hardest fights I've ever had in Pokemon. Yeah, and it is the worst time I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Wasn't, enjoy it wasn't it. fun. Okay. I'm I, okay. I'm glad because I was playing that fight at quarter to midnight because it got to the point where I was like, I can't put this down now. I need to see it through. And I, I was sat there thinking, Am I just? Am I just overtied at this point? Am I just clocked out and ready for, for battle? No, no, it's I'm just garbage. Through. Okay. Because you okay. have to
1: terrestrialize in order Three to attack times? it. Yeah. You have to yeah, you have to terrestrialize in order to hit it properly. But as soon as you terrestrialize, its main move is super effective against you. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's, it's so. So it's, it's like, really... oh, okay. So you immediately take out my Pokemon. I've then got to wait three or four turns to be able to Rastalize again, get one hit off, and get KO'd again. Yeah. And then even if I, I take down your shield, you just sap my energy away, and now you've got shields up again. It was really yeah. not fun. Like, no. I'd gone through, I, I, you... I prided myself actually on getting through this entire storyline without using any items. I did okay, every yes. single battle in this. I I went Fantastic. in, I built my team. I thought the Elite Four were the perfect level of difficulty.
0: They were, I, weren't
1: they? Because I finished every single fight with one Pokemon left. Yes. And every single yep. fight came down to the wire, and I had to pull something out. I had to get lucky here. I had to make a
0: really smart okay, play okay. and had one Fantastic. Pokemon left
1: without using any items.
0: I was what really, was- really proud of myself. What was your team out of curiosity? Because I had a so, really interesting one.
1: So I did swap out my team here and there. Um, okay. But my main group was uh, Hisuian Arcanine, Fluttermane, Brute Bonnet, uh, my kilowatt Rule, which was just stupidly high level and new Tailwind, so it was great. Um, okay. What else was on my team? Dodonzo. Okay. And. Uh, I can't remember the sixth one off the top of my okay. head right now. Rough, but yes,
0: r- Roughly, what were the levels were going into this? So I started
1: at mid-60 to mid-70. Okay. And then by the end of it, they were late-70, mid-80. mid, mid 80.
0: Yeah, so that is about on par with me, because I deliberately didn't go into this dlc with all my level 100 pokemon because i thought it's going to skew the difficulty and i'm going to fly through it and i wanted a challenge but not too much of a challenge chien that was my other one chien pao i love empire it's such a good mod um my team bizarrely I, I thought right okay i kind of came into this dlc thinking okay i'm playing as my character and the it's a follow-on from the previous DLC. So my team was Ogerpon, the Loyal Three, the Shiny Lucario that we got, and um, Blood Moon Ursaluna. Blood, wow. Ursa Blood Moon Ursaluna. Blood Moon Ursaluna is absolutely busted. We are going yep. to see a lot of that moving forward. I didn't realise how, but it seemed to tank everything, hit hard, and it outsped most things. It, and and it was it. They were all about. Level 70 to 75 when I started the piece of DLC. Eventually I cycled out that Shiny Lucario because it's hot garbage. Uh and bought an lantern, but even that didn't see much use. And for the majority of fights I was able to win. There was a handful of battles where I had to go. I need I need a max potion here because otherwise I will not finish this fight. Uh, but like you say, most battles I ended up only having one maybe one or two on really low HP getting me through. It was the right blend of, okay, there are some difficult elements in these battles, but it didn't feel cheap. It felt like every battle you came across, there was a strategy to win. So while you could bring in level 100s and brute force it, I quite like the fact that, you know, there there was one battle where, I'm trying to see if I've I've got the notes here where, you know you're it's it's not one of the, gym, the elite four it's one of the, just the elite trainers and they start with a lantern and a golem and the lantern a lowland golem and the lantern sets up electric terrain so it rewards you for having something that can cancel out that ter- terrain to completely shut that team down um i really like the difficulty of of this it felt balanced um mm. enjoyable and None of the Elite Four felt like they were. They just felt a way that it was no they're difficult, but we've given you all the options to figure out a team to be able to beat them. You just need to figure it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, no, it's it was really nice that again, I I am not a competitive player by any stretch of the mm-hmm. imagination. However, I do like doubles. And I have Mm. played a fair amount of Showdown. Like, not a stupid amount, but I've played a fair amount. So I have a competitive mindset. I know the type chart. I know what all the items do. I'm able to look at a Pokemon and go, okay, this is going to be super effective. Okay, I know what these moves are going to do to cancel out. I have some idea of strategy and team composition. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't call myself a competitive player. No. However, that being said... I had a really tough time. Yes, I could see some people who are just like, I play Pokemon for fun. This being stupidly hard.
0: I agree with you. Um, like I think back to um the the big the big stumbling block I had was the Drayton fight where he starts with Flygon and uh, Dragonite. And Flygon Mm. just spams Earthquake. It doesn't hit Dragonite because it's flying. So Dragonite's there finishing off with extreme speed. It it, it is absolutely fantastic. But yes, you are right. I could see younger people or people that maybe just play for the story or are casual Pokemon players coming into these double fights and getting absolutely wiped. Um, And while I feel sorry for them, I feel like Pokemon has has been getting progressively easier with each generation, so it's quite nice to now actually have something where, oh, you want to see why Pokemon isn't just for children, why there is such a competitive element to this and why people invest so much time into building teams because there is so much diversity when you think of moves, typings, abilities, gimmicks. There's so much going on. And I'm actually, I'm so glad that other people get the chance to experience a, a what, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, a taster easier version. It? Yeah, taste it, taste it. A taster version of what makes competitive Pokemon so compelling to watch and take part in, but also frustrating. But it's it's just a great, almost... I want to say gateway drug, you know, you know that term where it's like, okay, if you want to get into competitiveness, like this might make some people go, oh, this is what competitive Pokemon is all about. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with this. That being said, the final fight sucks. The final fight (laughs) does suck. So let's, let's take people through the journey of how we get to the final fight. So we, we. Get an invite uh, by Clavel of all people who has a conversation with uh, Ky- Kyrano, is it? Um, and there's a bit of back and forth between them and you end up going to the Indigo disc. A few things there. Clavel's first name is Veli, apparently, at least in my version, in the Violet version. Okay, do you not think that's him calling Clavel Veli?
1: Veli, ah. Oh. It's a nickname. He's, yes. He's, okay. Because I I did think it was.
0: Okay. I thought it was sense. his
1: first name until I've just heard you say it.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> that that makes more sense now. Uh, Cry- Cryano's design, love it except for the eyes. I know they're not crossed eyes, but all I can see when he's talking and looking at you is he's got crossed eyes, and I know they're not. They're just the pupils are inset. Fine. Whatever. Um. Honestly, this start the start of this DLC. I thought you you know how you've speculated that a lot of uh, like claval the professor and a lot of the uh, people at the academy were in on a project yep this dlc the start of it completely sold on it because there's a part where Lacey says that cryano cry yes, Cyra- and Clavel, cyrano cyrano thank you and claval know each other from post studies at uni and then she says in quotes or well, that's what they say and then there's yep. a part where you go to to Blueberry Academy, and there's actually a scene where Clavel kind of gets a smirk on his face. So I was completely So at that part, I'm like, "Oh my, Connor is absolutely called cool, this." So it goes nowhere. It's, <laughs> it's it's also hinted at that he
1: um, invested a lot, or sorry, he's got a lot of money. Quite clearly, mm-hmm. because he was able to build the academy. Yep. It's he is building the academy, he's building the terrarium, which is based on and can only work because of terrestrialization, which was obviously created by the professor. The professor who we know had a secret underground base accessed via the indigo disc. The indigo disc went off to a mysterious uh investor. Mm-hmm. So we we have someone who was invested in the program, had a lot of money invested in the program, and we have a very wealthy person who has terrestrialization power elsewhere, yeah. who has a lot of money. I'm just saying yeah. it's quite clearly the same person.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 honestly, the the links to that. Also, you've just mentioned the terrestrialization power. The speculation the the terrestrialization in the Blue Bay Academy was anything to do with Terrapagos? well it is it's, but it's, wow. it's, it's not Terrapagos directly no it's no.
1: It's, <laughs> it's it's basically water out.
0: and soil and from from paldea. so it's
1: yeah it's it's the crystals from kitakami <laughs> and soil from paldea which is kind of mental that that's all it so, takes
0: it really is so do you think this is okay my my thought when that was explained is We've had since Generation 6, we've had gimmicks. Mega revolutions, we've had Z-Moves, um, Gigantamaxing. Do we think we're potentially moving away from gimmicks and terrestrialization is now going to be the de facto main gimmick moving forward because there's a story reason for it being outside of Aldea? I don't think so. Um, I think the
1: gimmicks are far too much of a selling point at, at this stage. I could very much see them the dropping terrestrialization during the next one. Um, mm-hmm. I, as much as soil and crystals doesn't make a lot of sense, I actually have a theory coming out as to why it makes perfect sense. Okay, say no more then. True,
0: yeah. Explain okay. the
1: true power of Terrapagos.
0: Okay, fantastic. Um, so while we're here, we get to meet Lacey as well as the other members of the Elite Four. And we find out a little bit about everyone is seems a little bit scared or unsure of Kieran who has had his complete you know glow up he's he's different he's now the champion of the elite four and basically he's very much a cobra kai no mercy no surrender it's either you invest everything you have or you're out yeah and, that's a good way of putting it and Drayton who I imagine is the son of... Is it Drake from Uh, Uh, Drayden. So I think
1: he's hinted at to be the grandson of Drayden. Grandson.
0: Okay. Whereas
1: Lacey is the daughter of Clay.
0: Oh, was that... I was trying to figure out who she's the... So
1: she is uh, mentioned by Cyrano to be the daughter of a gym leader in Unova. Yes. And obviously she's got the diamonds in her hair, Her Uh, aces excadrill and lacy is an anagram of clay
0: nailed it right okay (laughs) absolutely nailed it um so drayton has obviously a plan um and the plan is i don't think it's i don't think it's an overly complicated plan it is basically ah You're going to, I'm going to help you to get involved in the league because technically you shouldn't be allowed because you're an exchange student. But I'm going to wrangle some things. I'm going to get you in and then you're going to beat the Elite Four and then you're going to challenge Kieran. You knock Kieran down a peg and then hopefully that resolves the issues that are currently plaguing the area of. It um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense
1: when you think about it. It's like, hey, you're the guy who broke Kieran, right? Kieran. Do you yeah. wanna try that again
0: and see if it fixes it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It is. It's when you when you when you think about it, it is a little bit harsh on Kieran as well. Of Kieran went through this whole journey in Kitakami as a result of your lying, I want to say, or yep. you not telling the truth. Um and then like and we'll talk i think we'll talk more a little bit about this later on i feel so sorry for kieran because throughout this entire these two arcs that we've had for him like it must really feel like oh i'm i'm not the main character like this person is somebody that can do Absolutely no wrong to the point where I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true. I've read that if you land a critical hit on Kieran in the in the championship, yeah, he battle, says, "What do you
1: think you are, the main character?"
0: Yes, like that yeah, no, is, that happened. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love it. Also, um, um, if you bring out Ogapon during that fight, he says, "You've got some nerve bringing out the ogre now of all times," like. Oh, like so th- this kid, this kid. I feel so sorry for him, but at the same time, like I actually, I actually like really like his journey in these mm. in these two pieces of DLC. I think I I was a little bit worried going into the second piece of DLC. Like, oh, are they going to nail this? I, I honestly think they really nail Kieran's um, character arc. My only disappointing part is the fact that once you complete the DLC and you head back, I. I don't know if you can, but I can't seem to find them anywhere to see no, the triggers. Gone. Oh, okay, right. That's my I, only. I, that being said,
1: though, and again, heavy spoilers. Really, yeah, we will see them again. Go on. Go so on, we're in spoilers here. There, so there is in in the data mine of the games. Okay. We have found the Pokemon we were pre- previously calling Gokutaro. Yes. That is not yes. his name. It's Peche... Pecherunt? Okay. Uh, and it is... Uh, you. There is a locked away mystery... Not mystery gift, but a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, mythical Pokemon quest that takes place in Kitakami... Ooh. And you follow Carmine and Kieran and find out about Petron. And I haven't Fantastic. looked at it because okay. I don't want it spoiled. Yeah, but from what I can gather, it is what people were expecting. It is this thing was in control of Kieran the whole time. It, Ooh, it creates okay. the it creates this poisoned mochi that you know brings out people's desires, but it then controls them to do
0: its bidding. Okay. I, mm, okay, I'm i looking forward to getting, getting to potentially see more Kieran and, and Carmine because I feel like I've seen 99% of their story and, and it's almost missing that wrap-up at the end, yeah. that true wrap-up. Um, but at the same time, I'm never a fan of, oh, he's a bad character, but they were controlled all along. So I'll be interested to see how well they handle that. I think they yeah. can pull it off. I think if it's more of a oh, no, it just influence, it influences your worst thoughts and worst um, characteristics, I think I'm okay with that. If it is, oh, no, it was controlling Kieran all along, I'm like, mm, I don't... Yeah, if if it was a case of you
1: had the desire, it gave you the push. Yes.
0: Cool. Oh, yes, yes. Completely, completely. Um, Speaking so, of Carmine, yeah. really, yes. really
1: liked Carmine in this. The, the, like, the, the, I know like, she she has more of a background role. And yes. she's more just a case of like, oh, Kieran's really scary now, and I don't know what happened, and please help him. But I just like the way she behaves. I like the way she interacts with the other Elite Four members. I like the yeah. way she deals with Drayton and deals with um, what's her name, Matchy, uh, the Steel Type one. It's good. It's it's oh, good uh, fun, yeah. and I and I, yeah. I I I like the love she shows for her brother.
0: Yeah, it really is like to see. It's really strange, actually, because like Kieran and Carmine in this in this second piece of DLC don't really interact with one another until we go back to Paldea. Like they're both there, but they're kind of like Carmine actually like avoids Kieran the first time you bump into her. But like you say, despite the issues there, you can tell that Carmine is. Is genuinely worried about her little brother, despite the fact that mm. they have that typical, you know, sibling. I don't want to say rivalry, but you know what siblings are like, where they're yeah, you know, yeah, teasing. Just... You know, they, they have that. It's, I think that's natural to have that kind of interaction. So to see her actually worried, and to actually see other members uh, the, of, of the Elite Four that you come across who are also worried. I think it's fantastic. Uh, like, I, I think this, the, these two pieces of DLC, and especially this one, they've and actually the base game, they have written some really compelling characters.
1: Yeah. I think Kieran and Carmine are great characters. I think all of the Elite Four are really strong,
0: yep. which they didn't have to be. They could have like, just been, like, throwaway characters, but they all have their own personality which is mirrored by the typings and the trials that you do. And they they also all interact. They aren't just like one line is done and dusted. Like you, no, you, I think maybe the steel trainer is probably the, the weakest. weakest. But Agreed. That's because
1: she's very prim and proper and... Yes, I love that. <laughs> straight to the point. So she <laughs> yeah. would be. It makes sense. Mm.
0: Agreed. Um, what did you
1: think way- of their Elite Four trials then?
0: Okay, I so we've got the identify the the body part, which again, I I actually really enjoyed that one, mainly because yeah, no, I liked it. Not, I like
1: the fact that it was yeah. pulling out basically Pokedex entries and yes, testing my knowledge on that. I got better
0: yeah. that, that one wrong. I did as well. Yes, honestly, like I thought, oh, okay, I, it almost felt like it was a trick question. Like, well, you want me to pick the eyes, but it would like it's it's too obvious that it's the ice it must be the antenna well, I, it, it said radar i'm like yeah you, radar is sound Sounds radar has but, nothing to do with eyes eyes oh, okay They're,
1: sure
0: but i i think the, the other things that i liked about that it was a it was a good opportunity to show off the high quality um new upgraded um character models but also the fact that when you get it wrong, it shows off like Venonat falling over and shocked. And so I was like, oh, this is this is absolutely fantastic. And I did like how they got harder. Like the I think there was one with is it Minior? Where it's like, oh, there's loads of different mini Then they all like put the rocks on it. it's like And then they all spin around. I'm like, I know exactly where this is going. And I just followed that first one. It's like, oh, which one's the pink one? I was like, I know it. I know it. Um, I absolutely love that trial. Um the flying trial um was the one i found the least interesting but that's because i found it too easy um yeah. and I, I think i would have liked more okay so i'll i'll compare this to um hogwarts legacy because there's a couple of um um trials where you're on a, on a broom and you have to go through them and what i liked about that one is that there was um you had a speed boost and there were certain areas where there was a gap between where one ring was and another ring was so you had to play quite smart in terms of okay now I use the boost because there's a gap between these two so I need to make up time and when you go through through a ring you get your boost automatically um and I wish there was I just wish this time trial wasn't so simple even I've done all the levels of, so there's four levels of the time trial that you can do post game they're all really boring I I need something a bit more complicated. Okay. But Wait, I which understand... is interesting, because
1: Ogre Ousting got really difficult.
0: Yes, I know, but Ogre Ousting is one of them where... Okay, so this you can play as a single player, whereas Ogre mm-hmm. Ousting, the true difficulty comes in the in the late game where you cannot play single play, which is why I've not touched it past, I think, level 4. I think, I think it goes up to level 10, I'm about mm-hmm. level 4. Whereas this... It's single player, so I would have liked more of it. Uh, we've then got Crispin's, the 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 fire members, um, Elite Four Challenge, which is make me the spicy sandwich that you can. You have to do a bit of battling and haggling and figuring out what the spicy items are. I quite enjoyed that. And I think the reason I enjoyed that is it was a simplified version of um Larry's one which I had to look up online because Larry's I just could not figure out. Uh. Whereas this, whereas this was like, oh no, I can, I don't need to look this up. I can figure this out, and I quite like those kind of puzzles. Of, okay, so what order do I need to do these in, and what items do I need and not need? So I really enjoyed that one.
1: Yeah, I I found it interesting enough. Did um, you find the extra bit of dialogue? What was it? So so if you create a sandwich without the top on. <laughs> He like whispers to to his Magmore. is like,
0: is is that like a Paldean thing? What's, what's that all about? <laughs> See, these are the things that when Game Freak does it right, like Game Freak sometimes pulls out these really quirky, funny pieces of dialogue that then they let themselves down. It's so bizarre because stuff like that I absolutely love. Um, And then the, depending on which order you do them in, the, um, the, the hardest Elite Four member is Drayton, and his Elite Four challenge is, okay, battle these trainers, but it does it in a really unique way of, oh no, you've got to use Pokemon that you've caught in the Terrarium. Which and, I'm really glad I left this one to
1: last because I walked yes. up to this and I was like, "Wait, I've caught some Pokemon that I've needed for like BP quests or random ones yeah. that I've seen about, but I think I had exactly a team of Pokemon."
0: Yeah, honestly, I I loved, I absolutely loved it. Annoyingly though, doesn't let you put let you use Pokemon caught in the terrarium in raid dens which oh really yeah because i i had i can't remember what the pokemon were but i had two pokemon that i was like okay these are the perfect typings to counter this gym and then i tried to battle it's like oh no no no, you, you misunderstood the rules you need to use pokemon you caught in the terrain i was like no nah, i i know my boxes i know these are ter- 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 terrarian pokemon but yeah it doesn't let you use raid den pokemon
1: yeah unfortunately it's just the three trainers that you have to fight with those well i mean fortunately yeah. because my pokemon were not yes. up to snuff to take on drayton um yeah but those trainers only have like two pokemon each
0: yeah so you can as long as you have caught and got a team of six that are relatively a good enough level you can brute force those fights like say if if that was like oh no now you now you got to beat Drayton, which was my... Pa- I, started by, I was like, there's no way this team I've got that is barely hanging on against a, two Pokemon is going to be able to take on a full team of six, but after that he goes, no, oh, okay, you can you can use it, but you know what? I would happily play a game where before each gym leader, it's, oh no, you can only use Pokemon you've caught in the previous routes. I would happily yeah. play a game like that because it it forces you to... It's one of the good things that I like about randomized versions of games is it forces you to play with Pokemon that you typically wouldn't. And that was but one of my enjoyments only, for this.
1: Only if there was decent enough access to XP candies and things like that.
2: It Which, again, luckily, there's so many
1: just lying around the terrarium yeah. that exactly this part of the game wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. If I if had had to level them all up and grind them, I would have hated this.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I think they've struck the right balance of... And it's probably one of the reasons why they felt they could implement it here rather than the base game, because by this point, you've completed the main game, you've completed Kitakami, chances are you have an abundance or at least enough, you know, XP candies, rare candies, and if you've been playing the BBQ quest where you can send your Pokemon out and they're also picking up these candies... I I think that I think that's why we got that here rather than perhaps the the base game because it's like, oh, even if people are struggling, they sh- they should at this point have enough resources and Pokemon to be able to get through the the Elite Four challenge. I really liked. Um That's all yeah, that's all the Elite Four, isn't it? And and then we yeah, get that's to the four of them. That's the four of them. Then we get to the champion fight. So I can't even remember Kieran's team. I know he had a Yanmega, didn't he? But I can't remember what else he he had. But this team is completely... I know he's got the Hydrapple, and I know he's got the... um,
1: He pulls out a Grimmsnarl right at the very end.
0: Grimmsnarl, yeah. Which Uh, sets up
1: screens. And the reason I remember this distinctly... Is because I had my his suing Arcanine was like my last remaining Pokemon. I was up against the Hydraplin and um his his Grimmsnarl. I managed to take out the Hydraplin and then I was basically just playing Chicken with the Grimmsnarl. Okay. Cause it had a Spirit Break, which did no damage to me. And I okay. think it had Sucker Punch which was the only other attacking move that did damage. So I was playing between Will-O-Wisp Protect and my uh, Flare Blitz, which obviously did recoil damage to myself, but my Arcanine had leftovers on it. So it was just, And that's what I mean about Whoa. this game being so good that. and just having to actually, okay, we're just going to strategize here and we're going to play it out and we're going to take it slowly and we're just going to win this. And there's nothing he can do.
0: I great. love that. I absolutely I I so the other Pokemon he uses are I think Porygon Z, Incineroar, uh Politoed, bizarrely, but okay. And then what else does he start? He starts what's the other does he have a Dragonite as well? I don't uh, what his first Pokemon is that comes out along with the Porygon. I feel like he does have a Dragonite. Yeah, I want to say Dragonite Porygon, then Cinera uh, Politoed, then Cinorar. Yeah, Porygon Z. And then the the Grimmsnarl and the um uh, I can't remember the the high high apple thingamabob. Um, I think it's a really well balanced team for for Kieran, um, which I like. And it wasn't, it was a difficult fight because he's got such diversity, and you know it's one of the things that I think you know champions should do really well. Of oh, it's difficult not so much because they've got overpowered Pokemon. It's difficult because they have type diversity, which. Usually in Pokemon, up until the champion, type diversity hasn't really been an issue because you're battling trainers that specialize in one typing. Um, mm. So yeah, so I really, I really enjoyed this fight. I enjoyed the battle levels eighty um, to eighty two <clears throat> as well, which is fantastic. Like I want that end game battle content, and, and that just scratched this itch. Um, I think the only other thing I've got about the battle is. Like Kieran's terrestrialization, he looks so bored, like <laughs> an empty, which again, that could tie in with this, you know, mythical Pokemon storyline of, oh, yeah, no, I went along with this, but I don't remember much of it. I was just kind of like in a dream and floating through it. Like, I could really see that because that terrestrialization animation, I was really, I honestly thought he was going to be like roaring or something like that, like shouting, and we didn't get, Didn't get that. But actually, that brings me on to a nice little point. Like, this DLC made me realize just how much better some of these scenes would have been with voice acting. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, like, some of Kieran's conversations uh, or, like, when he's shouting and he's screaming and, like, the Ogre Pond thing, like, the line of dialogue when you send out Ogre Pond, like, that voice acting, like, oh, it would have been so good considering it's, he has like a full
1: breakdown when you beat him as well <laughs>
0: just oh, it's a I completely for, yeah i completely forgot about the breakdown it doesn't cuz yeah um <laughs> it's like poor like this poor kid this uh, poor kid um let's wrap up blueberry academy and then we can move into area 0 so the only other things i've 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 got on my list are when you get down there, you meet Perry, um, and she says to she she points out two things to me when I enter. One, she says about oh, you know, after our encounter for Blood Moon, and then she also recognizes the growl if she gifted us, and and um uh, and she uh, she mentions that you've evolved it, so you're looking mm-hmm. after it. Did she have any lines of dialogue like that for you? Because I don't think did you end up. Completing she wasn't that there. Quest? She wasn't there. Oh, she okay. wasn't there because I haven't done it. I haven't yes, done the quest, I'm, so she okay. wasn't there. I love that because my thought was like they might just play it as, oh, you're right. Nice to meet you. And like just play it off as that you did meet her or something. I'm actually glad that you are. Well, yeah, I'm glad that you're locked out of that quest because it kind of rewards you for doing something. <laughs> and it's that continuation. But yep. I want you to get Blood Moon at some point. Um, the only other things I've got uh, on, on this is. This piece of DLC addressed some of the issues that I had with the base game in terms of the quality. Now, I played this maj- predominantly on handheld, but... Okay, well, there the, it is again,
1: because I'm not yeah. being funny. When I was first introduced to the terrarium, like it was yeah. clipping through itself.
0: Okay, so I got that on that initial cutscene it's like whenever Mm. it transitioned to the okay here's the savannah here's the polar like whenever it transitioned to the next one it had a a brief frame or two where it kind of like clipped through other than that though I had no issues with with frame rate the pop-ins weren't anywhere near as bad whether or not that is this DLC and it's a smaller area than Paldea so it's less to load or maybe it's just me because I'm playing on handheld I think I'm so. Sure. I had some severe okay.
1: oh, severe lag issues. Like I would turn really? a corner and go uh 3 frames a second.
0: Oh wow. Oh no, yeah, that's no, It got really <laughs> bad. It um,
1: wasn't
0: it wasn't often, but yeah. it did happen. Okay. Okay. That's I'm I'm glad that you've had that experience just because then it doesn't just make out like oh, it fixes a lot of the issues of the base game. Um, no, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um a few other things, the they fix the rock textures of cliffs. It's not just that rock. copy and paste horrible. Like, And I, I know that for some people, this is like, yeah, I don't care about that. But for me, while I will maintain that a game is more than graphics, graphics can take away from your experience. Uh, so I'm yes. glad they fixed that. And I, what I actually liked is the fact that the biomes, a flowed together quite nicely, despite the fact they were artificial. I thought it's going to be really, um, jarring going from one area to another but actually i think it worked quite well like the fact that the two back areas both have a mountain that slope up but one of them's Mm -hmm. like polar one of them is more of a like typical mountain area um i actually think and i i don't know if i'm right it just seemed to be what i noticed that they have more variations on flowers and trees in this so it helps to make it appear more um more real compared to Paldea, where it seems to be a lot of the repeating assets. Whereas yeah, this, as I they say, considering
1: to... it was just a big circle, I definitely felt yeah. like it was
0: more to explore. Agreed, yes. Charged Stone sm-
1: Cavern is fantastic.
0: I'm, okay, I... Yes, I liked it, but I, again, just wish they'd gone further, because, like, there's a lot of open area, and then you come across the big blue, like floating orbs and then when you go down lower you come across like electric spider webs. I just wish there was more in there. I feel mm. like there's it's again my my issue with Chargestone cavern is that it's a bit like the base game Paldea is I feel okay I there's stuff going in there, but what's going on in there is a bit too sparse for how big the area is. Okay. But I don't know. Than, there was
1: different levels to it. I like the fact yes. that you could like jump down from one biome and exit yeah. out the other one. It was very Actually,
0: cool. Actually, that, that is my one positive about that cavern is for the longest time, players have been complaining about it's too linear. Pokemon's too linear. And then they gave me a cavern, and I was just like, I'm completely lost. Like, where am I going in this cave? And mm. part of me loved it because it's like, okay, that feel of, I don't know where I'm going, what's around the next corner. Also that dread of, I literally just got out of two two battles against the elite trainers. My team is on its last legs. Like, I just want to get out of here. Um, I, yeah, I like the, the area of, uh, blueberry Academy, honestly, uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, let's move on to the area zero under depth. Mm -hmm. So after being, kieran we get you know brian wants us to go on a on a mission to go to area zero we're going along because um we've been down there before we have experience carmine's going down there because carmine uh, is has been helping her with her research i'm not quite sure why kieran is going along because she still um, thinks he's champion still thinks he's champion and drayton gets invited but just flat out refuses because he's lazy like fair play love mate <laughs> like, like absolutely love it he's so lazy absolutely fantastic so we end up going to paldea um and then we end up at um the top of area zero now going into this did you think we were going to get a repeat of the base game where the four of us wandered down and have conversation and
1: you'd have conversation yes. yeah and we and didn't not get I, that I, I i was disappointed we didn't get that yeah because there's Agreed. so little interaction with briar mm who is supposed to be this really integral character to the story? Like she effectively causes Terrapagos to go f- full Terrastal mode and pushes she pulls into that. <laughs> like, but she's she's no one.
0: She is nobody. Like the, you, for somebody who has such a like her ancestor is Heath, the person that ended up down here in the first place, and quite arguably triggered the entire story. Mm. And yet she is... I don't want to say nobody, but, like, for what she can contribute to this, there is so little of her, and I'm really disappointed that we didn't
1: get... Go on. We made a joke about the fact that she was literally a a teaser in kami to be like oh we're gonna explore area zero in the next one and she kind of
0: doesn't do that much more here no she doesn't um and 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 maybe that's because some of the dialogue is taken up by carmine and even but like but it doesn't help that once you finish
1: the story she
0: disappears Oh, okay, I haven't tried to track it down. That's yeah, there's annoying. no post-game like, dialogue with her. She's just gone. She uh, writes her book like, and disappears. What annoys me is, like, okay, we, we kind of get some of her motivation and what that causes, but, like, this, this part of the game is where you reward the players that have stuck through, you know, the base game and the two pieces of DLC, and you info-dump, you lore-dump. You basically mm. go... Oh, now you want all the information, you've worked that hard that you deserve it. Rather than the handful of spots in this in this post post game where it is, oh there's a book you can read, but there's only three pages. Are you kidding me? Like we've come down further than anyone has come in what 200 years? And well, no, we because
1: get... the professor came down here.
0: Professor, yes. Um But even but even saying that, like like the the professor's obviously been down here and there are books and research notes like i i want an info dump at this point i want to know the timeline i want to know who was involved i want to know what they discovered i want to know about the dangers that they came across i want to know why you know their theories on why there are still some pokemon down here despite the fact it's been sealed off um i want to know more about the paradox pokemon and the time machine like this is where you just Dump information on the player, and people can either okay, um, you know, I'm running along with these characters, and they're doing that overlay text like they did with the the original um, trio when you went down here, or you do it in, you know, cutscenes, and she's talking to you and she's explaining things. What we got was neither of those things, and we get a handful of snippets here and there, and you get one point where there's a book where you can read three different pages, and that's it like i and again this goes back to why i said like you know part of me thought about reviewing the two parts of this because the the blueberry academy is so strong a piece of dlc and this feels so empty by comparison
1: yeah it's very considering that you do actually go off and track down these um stellar terrestrialized pokemon to unlock mm. the the crystals and blow them up kind of thing. You do go off down the tunnels and you do jump across rocks and stuff. That's very cool. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you climb to the top of these these pillars and things like that. It is still very linear. (laughs) (laughs) You still walk down this one cavern until the very end, and that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is a little bit of a shame. And again, there's no dialogue, really, with anybody else other than well, you go find them, and I'll hold off the Pokemon.
0: That's oh, it. I
1: wonder what's at the bottom of this. You well, know, you I'm know, definitely what... going to catch a legendary Pokemon this time.
0: Yeah, and you know what's okay. really annoying is you come across this big tree that was advertised in the you know it was it in the in the in the trailer they did the I want to call it the hero shot of Yep, look at this big tree. You've got questions. You get to the tree by going down another one of these alleyways. And you defeat a Pokemon to unlock the path, but none of the other three characters come with you. There's no dialogue. You can't click A on it. There is a big tree with what looks like a Herber Mystica sprout coming off it, which explains okay how Herber Mystica end up up, up up on up on the, the surface world. There is no option to bring Briar down here for any extra dialogue of oh wow, this is amazing, this explains where Herba Mystica comes from, never seen anything like that. There's none of that. It is again, Game Freak showing something in a trailer to hype people up, and then they do nothing with it in the in the game.
1: Do you know what's crazy? I completely didn't even consider that. That, that You're right, that's the source of Herba Mystica.
0: There's the, yeah, because I went around it, because I was like, okay, I'm going to explore this, and there's one what looks like a Herba Mystica, like it does in the in the menu, yeah, no, when you, no, when you no, go.
1: no, I see you. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. But considering I am a theorist and like I'm writing a whole thing about the true story of Trapicos, I completely forgot Herba Mystica was another random part of a power.
0: Yeah, and it's just again, and we'll talk about more of that at the very end, which is. The post-credit scene to the post-game to the post-game of Tarapagos' mm. powers and just they seem to be a kind of pluck this pluck this pluck this. There we go. The, that's Tarapagos. has got all this. Um, but yeah, the, the the fact that this underground cavern, this this under depths under um, is just so disappointing because like I, like I remember us talking in the lead up about okay, we want to know more about the metal slabs. In in area zero, and that area where you get to, and there's like a pattern on the floor, not touched in this.
1: Now all we kind of know is like, yeah, they're from out of time.
0: Which, again, I don't. We kind of knew, but yeah, like if we're going to have elements of outs, like things are outside of time, that to me should have been the the further down you go into area zero the more, like, to the point where it stops becoming crystallized and terrestrialized, and it becomes more of a okay, th- this is just like, there's there's like an old-fashioned boat over there, like, how did that boat get down here? There's a futuristic vehicle over there, okay, how did that get down here? Like, and then you start, as you start to approach, you go, oh, that's why, because the time machine is pulling elements out of either the past or future, and just supplanting them in the local area.
1: But- the thing is, as well, it's like, everything else down there and because uh, terapagos we know terapagos has the ability to time travel and as you say there's there's a post game to the post game where effectively you meet the professor uh, yes. briar briar writes a book about her adventures down in the under depths and gives you the copy mm-hmm. you then go to kitakami yes. with terapagos terapagos brings the professor through time so the this real is before, professor, by the way, n- not the AI. The, yeah, the- they 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 don't they don't have the AI yet. They haven't built the time machine yet. However, Arvin is born, which is weird because yes. if you read the, the passages in their journal, it's it's like they were getting the AI professor and Arvin about the same time. Yes. but it's fine because they do allude to the fact that they're actually from a different timeline, not your one even though you hand the book over to them and they give you their version of the Scarlet and Violet book. Yeah. Which means, yeah, it can't possibly be the professor from your timeline because they still have the Scarlet That's and Violet it. book because you use it. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, so, but they go back and then the in the sh- under you read <laughs> about that interaction.
0: Yes which the time travel doesn't really make a lot of sense so but, but that but that that explains to me finally why they're called paradox pokemon because of the paradox of the handing over of the books and the fact that these pokemon that i i no longer think these pokemon are from our future or past they are from potential future and pasts which explains the discrepancies of, okay, why, why can these, you know, why do these Pokemon suddenly pull cool for somebody
1: had that idea a couple of weeks ago and said it on a podcast. And...
0: <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Is that where yeah. I got it from?
1: <laughs> oh, possibly. Oh, no, but... I, I said
0: exactly that because I said about the <laughs> Prism oh, idea and the yes. fact that not oh, all yes.
1: we, we could be pulling from different possible pasts and different possible futures. There we go. Um, but it also means that, you know, we give the book to the Professor Mm-hmm. They go back in time and write about it. We, The professor then, theoretically, is the one who goes back in time and gives Heath the original instructions for the time machine, Yes, which <laughs> inspires the professor to create the time machine. It's so messy. I love which, it. Which, which is very cool. <laughs> but again, we then got this plate and these markings on the ground, which sure have been brought through time, but for what purpose? Purpose, other than that, to just be like, oh, things have been brought through time. Isn't that odd? It's like, eh,
0: yeah, I guess. Like, I, I, you know, my thoughts on that are, I think they just ran out of time developing this game, and they already had some assets already in, and were just like, no, just leave them, just leave them in there. Um, that I, and. Maybe, maybe there is some kind of. Oh, no, we'll leave these as hints, but.
1: I, I, I just don't, don't think g- there's enough thought gone into this time travel story.
0: I think no they've ideas. gone, eh, it's a
1: multiverse, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it doesn't make sense of, if you think about
0: it. It doesn't, no, no. The, 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 yeah, some of the timelines, I, I just don't think. They just don't match up. Um, And I am looking forward to seeing what you and other people put out there to kind of help to explain. This is one of those endings where, yeah, the ending wraps up and it just leaves me with even more questions of, wait, hold on, what? Uh, Slow this down, let's... And it just adds to yet another Pokemon that has some kind of time travel mechanic, which made sense for Dialga, Salabi. Again, Celebi, I'm not sure why time travel makes sense for that, but it's that old now that it's kind of established in law. Terrapagos, like, like, w- why does
1: Terrapagos have time travel powers? I know because that- because Arceus does. Okay. So to so so to break my theory down very quickly, um, yeah. there's a added line. So you know uh, the. Um, The plates, Arceus plates, all have inscriptions on them. Yes. There was an additional additional inscription added to Legends Arceus that says um, something along the lines of, it poured the rest of its uh, power into stone and buried it deep in the ground. Now, it's very likely that by stone, it means gemstones. Yeah. um, And buried it deep into the ground. Okay, what lives deep under the ground something that's eating this power and has gained Arceus's power to change typings, um, the way the stellar type is very similar to Arceus's plates all floating around it in the anime. Yes. Um, It can obviously share that power out the same way that Arceus splits itself off into Diaga, Palkia, Giratina. It has power over space and time, the same way as Diaga and Giratina. You know, we see the original one and things like that. That's my thinking of it. Is that mm-hmm. it has effectively eaten the power of Arceus? Okay, yeah, okay, I can see and, that. Yeah, and and for the last two million years has just been
0: causing chaos. <laughs> Not bad for a cute little turtle. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's. I think let's 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 go back a little bit and just wrap up the story. So we end up going down there, um, Briar... Sees the gemstones, like, oh, th- this must be it. Um, Kieran pulls it out, and you know what? Like, th- this is absolutely heartbreaking for Kieran. That Terrapagos wakes up, but because it's facing the wrong way, it sees your main character and starts to, like, you know, kind of, oh, mummy lovingly approaching it. And it's so mean, it's There's on. just
1: Terrapagos walking
0: away in Kieran's face, just like, and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> and he did say that basically because Kieran Kieran absolutely has no chill and loves a master ball at this thing like it just and honestly like that that master ball was fantastic because if they'd have just chosen another poker ball you would have gone oh it's gonna break out it's it's it's, mm. it's 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 gonna get out but the master ball you just like flat out knew okay either it's one of two outcomes either Kieran catches it or this thing is so powerful that it somehow like smashes it away or something else like that and what we got it eventually both of them does have, which it eventually yeah. does and we got both of them of kieran catches it so straight away you know oh, okay i'm gonna have to battle this thing and then the events of it are okay i send it out oh it's got a new form this is fantastic i can finally beat the main character only for you to absolutely wreck Terapagos' normal form. And then Briar encourages him to, oh, wait, no, terrestrialize it. Which is when I think the story element for me still, still, it might be weak, but it still works of, oh, nobody expected this outcome. And mm. Terrapagos basically bursts out, breaks the master ball, and almost feels like it's, like terrestrializing it has almost made it so powerful that it's unable to kind of control itself or focus. Um which is why we're then forced into the battle, which the battle serves to, like we we spoke about earlier about the frustration with the battle of it's a long winded battle, but there's part of the reason for its long windedness is so it can get in the story elements of you know, Carmine mentions at this point in the game, like, I'm down to one Pokemon. And she mm. sends out that one Pokemon, which gets knocked out within two or three shots. And it's a one on one. And I don't know if it was the same for you, it's some part, some parts of that fight I thought, I'm gonna lose this. I need to be popping max potions just to Yeah. Survive, which is good. It shows that it's powerful, and then you keep cutting back to Kieran, who's like, "I know I'm, I'm useless. I can't. I can't do this. I'm not good enough." And then that turnaround for Kieran, I know what they were going for, but I don't know why. It just didn't work for me, and I can't figure out what. And I don't know if it's because there was too much whinging from Kieran of "I can't do. It, I can't do it." Rather than a "I can't do it." did it and. And then your character says, no, Kieran, I I need you. You're good enough. But it felt like it went on for too long. Yeah,
1: I think that's where it was. I was like, I'm yeah. 15 max revives into this battle now. Just shut like, up. And, like, help I lost it, this help the me. first time. Did you? I oh, lost I this and could? had to come back okay. down. Yeah, no, You if you lose it, you, you start back up <laughs> at the top of the under depths. Work your way. What? Oh, oh, in fact, I think you start back up the top of um, the... The entrance to area zero in the main in the main hall that's so you have to come design, all the way back okay. down and then you get back down and you do the fight with kieran again and that's when oh. i realized i'm like oh so you wanted to do the giratina fight and the um Eternatus fight yeah. and make it a raid battle from this game and you've just combined yes. them all, and it and it it just, it sucked. I'm sorry, I really, yeah. really you just did not enjoy that. And it left a terrible taste in my mouth for the rest of this oh, DLC. I, I
0: can understand that. But you know what's really annoying is, like, this proves, th- this battle, this final battle, proves that, like, the raid functionality could work because this is technically a double battle with raid elements. Hmm. And the raids are... As I've said, the raids aren't a 4v1. They are 4 1v1s, is the way that it's kind of built. Yeah. Like, this, with an extra two characters, almost... If it added an extra two characters, almost functions like I would expect it to function of... There is... It isn't the 4 1v1s. It is a... It's a 4v1, and, like, you kind of keep up with what is happening, which doesn't happen in in the actual raids of this game. It's very chaotic and it doesn't inform you enough of what is actually happening whereas this kind of fixes that but the battle is too long-winded um Eren needs to get involved sooner um and i think that this battle would have benefited from it being a bit more scripted a bit like the battle with um the other version of Caridon and Maridon is where it's like it's not designed, it's designed where you feel like you're losing, but it's not designed in a way you can lose. It's designed in a way of okay, the further you are losing, the more other people chip in of oh, this is what mm. you do, or this is what you need to do, but it does it in a way that rewards you for figuring things out. This battle doesn't have that. This battle then goes back to a Oh no! Just try and try and figure it out yourself. But it doesn't do it in a what good way.
1: You, what did you think of Terraform Tarapagos?
0: Its design, uh, mm. I've come around on it more. But it's a design where there are elements I like the the, the you know the ring of typings around it. Love that. The kind not of not
1: so much of a fan of it wearing itself as a hat.
0: Wearing its hat, yeah, that was... When I first saw that, and I saw the face, I was like, wait, why is the face different? And then it was only later on I included in, oh, it looks like a top hat. Like, it's not just me, is it? It looks like just a tortoise wearing a top hat. It's, it's just uh, got the tiny turtle version of itself on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the 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 rock that it almost sits on i kind of see that as okay it's like part of the world it's part of mm. like it's energy you know per- permeates through the world and i'm like okay i get that i think part of my frustration is that like this is supposed to be an all powerful pokemon and yet its size doesn't <laughs> It really is tiny isn't it it's it like when it, when i first saw it i was like okay that is small and then you know, when it comes out in battle and it changes its form, I was like, okay, here we go, this thing is going, because it could actually, like, that thing, big, would look intimidating. I mean, we've seen it in the book. It really should have. It was
1: massive. We should have seen it, like, swirling behind this Mm. massive
0: sphere of energy. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, what we, yeah, what, like, I, yeah, um, I think the design and the story um, of the the areas here Under Depths, but like we went back to old style Pokemon of oh, it's very rushed. Go to one, go to two, go yeah. to three. Story wrap up, you're done and dusted. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted more. I, I, I wanted the post game to be more of an exploration, more of a deep dive into Paldea. The legendary Pokemon that sits behind all the power. And maybe I did maybe want a bit more of a okay. This is why you can terrestrialize in other regions like Kitakami and 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 um, Blueberry Academy and the, more of a tie in with that rather than you know Kitakami Okay, you can just terrestrialize because there's a nearby lake that has terrestrialization energy, I guess and Blu-ray Academy you basically bought some material over that allows you to I, I didn't want, I wanted a no, the reason you can terrestrialize in this area is because this Pokemon is connected to so many areas just because it is so powerful and here's the lore behind that and the build up of how you are able to overcome it and what we got at, I feel like was um, just very underwhelming for what we could have had
1: yeah, I. Uh, it was fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that I think that's my thing. And by the way, did you? I uh, did you choose the don't catch option by any chance? No. Okay, I did because I was really curious. Because I was like, why are you giving me an option here? So if you click don't catch, Kieran turns around and says, "No, it's it's got to be you." I was like, okay, right. That's a nice little. I like that. Because honestly, I I just saw a version of this game where it's like catch or don't catch, and you just catch it, and Kieran just goes ballistic because it's like you've done it again, like you've you've done it again. (laughs) I cannot believe you. Um, (laughs) So no, I was
1: fully I was fully prepared. The amount of stress (laughs) I went through in that fight for him to finally be like, okay, I'll come help. Like screw you, I'm taking the Pokemon. You don't deserve it. You know whatever anyway sorry Uh, (laughs) i really didn't like it i really didn't like that fight
0: no i can i can i i so i at some point i'm gonna go back and replay the both pieces of dlc because like i think that i i think that this piece of dlc makes me appreciate the teal mask dlc a little bit more in terms of the characters because we get to now see we've seen their full journey or most of the journey, so I'm looking forward to going back and and being able to play that piece of DLC, and also, I think one of the reasons I enjoyed Blueberry Academy a lot more, is because I didn't do what I did in the Teal Mask of I'm just going to import all my Pokemon from Pokemon Home and complete the Pokedex Mm. and I think the Teal Mask I'm going to go into it fresh of and I'm going to explore, I'm going to catch Pokemon Um, but just to kind of wrap this up because we're two hours so we've done the characters we've done the story uh upcoming mythical event we've covered enough i think have Um, you seen there's there's one little fun interaction
1: back in Paldea where you get to go meet the team star bunch
0: i tried to do that alien for whatever reason i can't get them to spawn so i need to have a proper look into into that okay Um, have you done
1: the have you done the post game with the Ace tournament?
0: I think, I think I've won that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you do the Ace tournament and then okay. you speak to Penny and
0: you do, Penny's, that, yeah.
1: uh, you do Penny's whole thing and yeah. get to go to her room and see all the EVs.
0: Oh, I haven't done that. I, I haven't gone to the room.
1: Okay, if you haven't gone to her room, that's you need to do that that's first. That's the next step. You, finish, okay. you finish Penny's storyline and mm-hmm. then the Team Star stuff starts. Um, okay. it's not that in-depth. It's quite cute, though.
0: Okay. You, no, you, you, get,
1: you get to tutor a bunch of them. And okay. Set them up to decide what they want to do for the future and how to be actual people. And if, I, I, I... The one thing this game does really well is characters. Yes. So, Agreed. So I will give it that. I don't think okay. it's the best game in the world, but I think the character writing in it is some of the best. We've probably seen yeah. it since Gen Five, and that's saying a lot.
0: Yeah, the one of the things that yeah you can't you can't deny it. the character writing, both in terms of how they interact with you, the main character, but also the the arcs they go on. I still maintain Arvin probably has one of the best arcs, and I'm really annoyed I couldn't of, give him his dad's book though. Yeah, because you imagine really how annoyed. that's going to be when you go back to, "Hey, Arvin, how's it going? Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. How's the game with you? Yeah, I saw your dad. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah, sure, you never
1: what? mention it. I think no. you can give him his book, but you never say where you got it from.
0: Right? Okay. I. <clears throat> okay, just to kind of wrap this up. Where do you stand on the DLC experience as a whole? And I know Okay, so
1: we, we we said coming into this, didn't we, that it was either going to be... It was either going to save the game, yeah, or be a letdown.
0: I... I don't think it's, it's somewhere in between. Them. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> I, somewhere I, in I, between. I, and I can't believe I'm saying that. It feels like it, it... It is... It's fun for what it is. Yes. I feel like it is a few... If they tweaked a few of the mechanics and fleshed out that ending a little bit more, it could quite possibly have been my favorite Pokemon experience. It was already such a good Pokemon experience. I absolutely love this piece of DLC. Um But it's it's a it's a game and a piece of DLC that I could quite happily not revisit for a while. Which is very different to when I think of Oras, which I tend to play once a year. Um, I again, I just think that the DLC suffers from probably what the mainline games have suffered for for a long time: of is a load of ideas, but we don't have time to fully flesh them all out.
1: Yeah, I think the the Elite Four is fantastic. I think yes. as a post game battle great. Yes. I wish the coaches were a bit harder than they are when you come to fight those. Mm. Yeah. Um well, there's a lot well, to do. Again, it's annoying that it's so drip fed because you've yeah. got to grind so much BP. Yeah. Um, it's artificially lengthening the amount of time I'm spending in this DLC. But, I I like the Terrarium. I like Blueberry Academy. The Under Depths was disappointing, considering how big of an experience Area Zero was the first time round. I think, overall, I enjoyed it. Does it elevate Scarlet and Violet for me? Uh...
0: I'm going to say no, and the reason why... I don't think so. No, and the reason why I don't think it, it elevates... It doesn't it make it because, worse! It doesn't make it worse, but I think the reason... Okay, if the underdepths had been this amazing experience, like we, we've spoken about what we'd want from it, I think that would have elevated it, but because the majority of our praise has been for Blueberry Academy, which is, in my mind, separate from Paldea... Like, it doesn't elevate the base game because none of the characters mm. return. Um, it's a different battle mechanic. There's no Titan Pokemon. There's no Team Star base. Like, it, it's very much a self-contained... Like, Kit Kami and and, um, and and Blueberry Academy are, for 90% of it, self-contained. It's a, its own little world, its own little story, which is why I don't think they elevate the base game Um, Well, the
1: same could be said about Sword and Shield's DLC, though, surely.
0: No, you're right. You you are right. But I guess they did
1: take... They took (sighs) Dynamax raids and developed on them.
0: And the Dynamax Adventures is probably
1: the biggest thing we take. And actually, no,
0: because you chase the legendary birds all around. I'll and one of the main characters, Yeah, Sorry, sorry. And one of the main characters is related to Rose as well, so there's that link as well. Um, yeah, and you
1: and you talk to um and the professor. What's her face?
0: Yeah. Oh, and one of the characters has a link to Leon as well. So there are more. Yeah, links and between... and once you do that, you do a completely different world yeah. star tournament. Yeah. You know what yeah, I would okay. be interested tie, in doing? It did tie
1: in a lot more, didn't yes.
0: it? Yes. You know what I would be interested in doing? It'd be interesting to know if other people would like us to do this. I would love to, maybe this year, go back and review Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. And the two pieces of As, a, as because, a whole, yeah. Yes, yes, because it's been a long time since I've played them, so I'm a, I'm a little bit hazy on the details, but I would love to go back and and it gave me a reason to go back and play them, actually.
1: Um, yeah, because cause I remember enjoying them a lot. As I say, they are yeah. what brought me back to Pokemon. It made me buy Switch and things like that. So I've got a lot of fondness for those games. I know you talk about having nostalgia for
0: them. I do, which is so strange. I have nostalgia for a game that came out, what, three years ago. And I I didn't really like it at the time. I remember going into that game and playing it and thinking, oh, it was very bland and boring, and I think part of my frustration was that it wasn't overly difficult, but also this is supposed to be based on the country that I live in, mm. and it just felt like it was lacking a lot of character of what I oh, like no. about See, the country. I always
1: thought Sword and Shield had character.
0: Okay, okay. I'll be interested to discuss that when uh, when it comes around. We're coming up to like two, two hours and fifteen minutes, so um, I'm going to wrap this up, but the DLC is a, is a whole, it Poker heart or poker knot. <sighs> <laughs> That's a sign of half. I'm gonna give it poker heart. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a poker poker heart as it's, well. A, uh, it's a
1: reluctant one, but it, it, okay. I had fun with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same that's the show for this week (laughs) if you've gone this far you're just a top dollar aren't you if you've got a comment or question or want to let us know your thoughts about the second piece of dlc for pokemon Scarlet and Violet, uh comments on our podcast on youtube email goldenrodpod at gmail.com leave it leave it on our discord channel or you use the hashtag goldenrodpod on twitter as always before you go if you're new to this podcast and found us because of this review please leave a like if you're watching on youtube or leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice connor where can we find you you can find me on my youtube channel at captain fidget or on twitter at cap fidget i'm ben you can find me as professor Hoen gaming on youtube and professor Hoen on twitter we'll be back next friday for another week of pokemon podcast content
1: see ya